Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded for Women and Women Entrepreneurs, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships with mind mastery and meditation tools and techniques so that you can live the life that you're proud of. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I'm hoping to find you meditating on a regular basis. If you're not meditating on a regular basis, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. I'm telling you that in the last 30 days, meditation is saving my life. And I mean that literally because it has been a stressful 35, 38 days. And if you've listened to the last several episodes, you are following along with the things that we have. Some of it's just stuff that just happens when you own a house. You know, we need a new septic tank or a new septic, a drain field. The tank's fine. And we're getting that in a couple of weeks. It's very, very expensive. And I'm trying to look towards the positive. Then, you know, I had a falling out with Bob. And then I had this weird interaction with a speaking event that I did. And then Brandon is our, our son who has autism. He's our middle boy. And he is going to a new school in the fall. And he's going to have a teacher that we had a real, real problem with um, about four years ago when he was a substitute teacher for Brandon. So we have all of these things that are going on right now in our lives that are causing a little bit of stress and a little bit of concern and like putting a lot of focus on it. And so what I've been doing is spending more time with my mala beads and more time meditating, more time lighting incense, but really, really adding it to my schedule. First thing I do in the morning, then I have my alarm set for 11 o'clock and I do it again. Then I have my alarm set for two o'clock and I do it again. And I just do something that just brings me to this present moment because you know where happiness is? It's in the present. That's why it's called a present. The present moment, it's a gift. Every time you can bring your attention to the present moment, that to me, immediately taps me in and tunes me into life force and life energy. Then I feel excited. I feel happy. I feel the joy that I am meant to feel every day. So that's what meditation does. It brings us to this present moment. Today, we're going to be talking about meditating again. You already know if you've been watching, if you've been, I always want to say watching, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that meditation is really just controlling that brainwave. It's being able to physically sit still. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know by just my voice that I have a lot of energy. And first thing in the morning, I want to run around and get things done. Like this morning, I went and changed out the bird feeders and the hummingbirds are coming back. And so I went and made my sugar water for the hummingbirds because you know that red stuff that you buy in the store is actually poisonous to hummingbirds. So I don't buy that. So I just made my sugar water, which is one fourth part. So it's a four, uh, one to four ratio. So four parts water, one part sugar. And uh, you just boil it until, in case you want the recipe, until it's just not gritty anymore and the water becomes clear. It actually doesn't get to a boiling point because then that changes the chemical. Then your hummingbirds are not going to be attracted to it. So, uh, and then I filled two hummingbird feeders and I hung those up and I moved, you know, I had to cut some wind chimes and I had another feeder and I moved some stuff around. So I was able to kind of get outside. It's sunny. It's still a little chilly this morning, but I was able to get outside and just kind of breathe in the fresh air and walk among the flowers, right? And then... Um, I ran around and got ready and, and then here I am recording. Now, have I meditated yet this morning? Sort of. 
this morning, I did uh, a little bit of, I want to say like contemplating this morning while I was still in bed in that relaxed state. Because remember, it's just about the relaxed state that you're in. It is not about how you're sitting or what you're doing with your hands. It is not about what area your meditation is in. It's about what works for you. And this works for me. I didn't actually go back to sleep. So I was able to just keep myself in that brainwave, thinking about my day, contemplating, sending my intentions out for the day. And now I feel amazing. To me, that's meditation. We're going to talk about, because it's the weekend and we're going to talk about meditation, how you can start to integrate it into your weekend schedule, which might be a little bit different than your weekday schedule. So I'm taking another leaf, I would say leaf, take another page out of the Meditation Bliss book, which I absolutely love. I love this book. And if you haven't bought your copy yet, you can come over to our Facebook group, The Meditation Room TC, and go into our shop. And we actually have some in there. And uh, it's a fantastic book for beginners. It's a fantastic book for those who are more advanced. It just really, I love the, the artwork on every single page. I love the colors. I, I love this book. Okay. One of the things that it says is uh, to meditate in nature. So adding that to your weekend schedule. A lot of times during the week, we are so busy with work and kids and the coming and going and making dinner and doing laundry and all those things that you just don't have time to really get out into nature. If you do, please do, because that is our meditation space is nature, the lakes, the beach, the trees, the fields, the trails. All of that is your meditative space. Do you recognize that our meditation music mostly comes from nature? Songs of the birds, um, the waves washing up on the shore, uh, small animals, you know, the leaves rustling through the wind, uh, the river flowing, all of those things. It tells you all of the signs are there, where we should go when we need that meditative space. Sometimes being locked in our, in our rooms, in our houses, uh, is really challenging, right? Because we are absorbing the energy around us from TVs, VCRs, not VCRs. Why did I even just say that? Obviously, I just dated myself. But uh, DVD players, our cell phones, our smart TVs, all of these items are giving off energy. And some of that is negative energy, and it absorbs into our system. And it would be a really good idea when you go out to nature, that you're walking in the grass, you're touching the trees, you're absorbing it into your, into your energy system, and then therefore, you're cleansing your energy. This is why when we go out for a walk, we feel a lot better. During quarantine, when we were homeschooling the boys, it became quite crazy in this house filled with chaos and boys going in different directions and they're at different levels and they have needs and I have needs and it was just a lot. I'm an introvert and I'm like thrown in every single day all day long teaching and, and working with them and, and it was fun but I didn't have enough of a break. So when the afternoon, like after lunch, we would all pile in the car and we would go to a new place to hike and explore. When I got back, I felt so refreshed even though I was with everybody the whole time. And by the time night came around, I felt, I felt okay. Like I felt like this is what we're supposed to do. And it was, it was all right. I was watching all these videos and um, uh, posts on Facebook that I couldn't believe how hard people were having it with their kids at home. But I'm such a teacher that every snow day since the kids were little, 
they'd have a snow day from school, we had a structure. We didn't just sit around. You know, I had a very loose structure for them. And so they were already used to it. So now we're at home and it's quarantine. It's like, you know, 59 snow days in a row. Well, this is our structure. And we, of course, tightened our structure more because they had school stuff that was coming from school and homework. And I ordered a bunch of books for us to work through and found a bunch of resources online. And it was a lot of fun for me. But it was a lot of together time. And it was not a lot of my own individual time. So therefore, my bucket became empty. And remember what we see at the bottom of the bucket if it becomes empty, resentment and bitterness. And so I needed to get outside. And so Amy had this splendid idea to start looking at different hiking trails and different places that we could go. And so in the car we went, we'd grab a snack, we'd grab our water bottles and off we go. And it was, it was amazing. So one of the things to add to your weekend, if you want to improve your practice, is to get outside. Meditate outside, sit in the grass, lay in the field and look at the clouds. Bring your journal with you because you'll get lots of ideas because now you are out in the world and out in nature, source energy has direct contact to you. <laughs> and you can get a lot of guidance and a lot of healing and a lot of ideas when you are out in nature. So that is one. The next is, oh, this is great. You know when... Um, on your camera, you have a way to take really close-up pictures. I think it's called macro. And uh, I remember when I worked at the winery a few years ago, um, the lady that owns the, the winery says, go out and take some pictures. And she had this beautiful camera, and I just loved it. And I put it on this macro setting, which like really zooms in. And I took some amazing pictures of humming, or hummingbirds of um, bees on flowers. And it was so great. If, you, if you're old enough to, re to remember what um, leggings look like, they're like, um, they're like socks with no feet and they come up and they cover your calf, right? And so these bees, and some of them are bumblebees, and they're big, big bees, and they're in these flowers and they have all these yellow, like all this pollen around their legs and it looked like they had these little leggings on. It was so cute. They're like getting ready for yoga or something. Um, so one of the things is, as you're out in nature, is to contemplate nature. One of my favorite things to do uh, when I was a kid, my grandpa, my, my grandparents lived in Pentwater, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes south of Ludington on the Lake Michigan side. It's a beautiful little town. I spent a lot, a lot of summers there with my dad at his parents' home. And I remember my grandpa sent us out to go pick up pine cones in his yard. Tons of big pine trees and we're throwing all these pine cones all over and he gave us some bags. And he said, I'll give you 10 cents for every pine cone you pick up. And so Scott and I go out there and we're picking up all these pine cones. And I remember, I remember sitting on the porch. I had put one, I found a little teeny tiny one and I had put it in my pocket. And I remember sitting on the front porch like later that afternoon and just looking at this pine cone. And just the, the, the intricacies of this teeny tiny little pine cone was so fascinating to me. And it's just a pine cone, right? You can't eat them. You don't do anything with them. Like, I don't even know why pine trees even produce them. Like, I don't understand. It's not a fruit. You can't eat it. The squirrels can't eat it. Nobody can eat it. What are they for, right? And I remember looking and studying this pine cone. And so I'm gonna give you that challenge an acorn, a pine cone, a flower, even a stick, a leaf, 
We used to go and gather leaves as kids and bring them into the house and do the color sketching. You put a piece of paper over top of them or wax paper, and then you color, you know, you color them on the paper and, and all these different beautiful colors, and you make this, you know, this piece of artwork. And that was always a lot of fun to me. One, one other thing that you can do, and, and I used to do this, uh, it might be a little morbid, I don't mean it to be, but you go to a cemetery and you just look at the headstones. You see the names, you see the, the inscriptions that they write on the, the headstones, or the gravestones or grave markers, whatever the new terminology is now. And you just contemplate, you just like get out of your ego and into your spiritual mind and you just look at these things that, that the world is creating for us, that the universe has put on this planet for us to enjoy. Right now is such a perfect time to do that. There are all these little tiny flowers that are coming up. Your tulips are starting, the daffodils, these crocuses, this like, um, I don't know what these little tiny purple flowers are called, uh, verbena or something, but anyway, and all the irises are starting to poke through, like the leaves are starting to poke through, and it's just so beautiful out. And then add not only sight, but smell, like it smells so clean, like the earth just had this overhaul that it's just been cleaned and, and like renewed and refreshed. And you just like, let's go out and just look at that and contemplate it. And you can spend some time doing that, especially the intricacies and the delicacy of a flower. Like I just love to look at flowers and take pictures take pictures of flowers and just like the little the little uh, petals and I think it's called sepal the little things inside um, of course this dates back to like my fourth grade science which I just absolutely loved that science class um, but all the parts of the of the of the flowers and look at bees you know if you sit still the bees are not going to bother you they, the pollen is way more interesting to them than you are and just look at what they do and if, you, if you're lucky enough, maybe a bird who's eating at a feeder or a hummingbird that comes to your feeder because they're coming back now. They're ready. Okay, the next one is reciting a mantra. And I wanted to share with you, you know, I love, I love using my mala beads because it really like focuses my mind and really gives me something, my mind something to do while the rest of me can sit calmly and just kind of observe. And so if you have no idea what mala beads are, you can go to our Chakras for Beginners page and right pinned to the top, I have a video showing you how to use mala beads. Um, but they are, if you have trouble focusing, they are the ticket. It's like, it's the gateway, it's the gateway item <laughs> to your meditation practice. And uh, that's what we sell and that's like what part, part one of what we do when we teach meditation is we teach about how to use mala beads and encourage you to buy your own set so you have them and we teach how to use them and how to create mantras and how to clean them and how to clear your energy and heal your body using mala beads. So reciting a mantra, here's what I've been doing the last several weeks now. It's been this weird roller coaster of a ride of weird, shocking, jaw-dropping circumstances that have happened uh, in the last, even just a couple of weeks. It's just been so oddly weird, but my mala beads have really been saving me. And what I do, it takes about 10 minutes to do a round, and a round is, it's 108 beads, and you basically say a mantra for each bead. 
and you can come up with anything you want. It could be one word, it could be three words, five words, it could be a paragraph. It's completely up to you, whatever you're comfortable with. This becomes your meditation practice. And what I have been doing that has been so amazing is my first round is all about releasing. Releasing stuck energy, releasing doubt, releasing anger, releasing frustration, releasing pain from my body, releasing excess fat from my body. I've gained some pounds since my big surgery. Um, releasing, um, uh, what else did I say? Releasing sadness, releasing the shock, releasing maybe certain people or circumstances from my life, just letting the negative energy out. Um, and that's one. So I do that, that full round. The next round is then, and at the end of my first round, the last eight to 10 beads, thank you for this releasing. Thank you for this clearing. Thank you for this healing. Thank you for this cleansing. Thank you for letting this go. Thank you for this time. And I'm just throwing out gratitude for the practice, for taking the time to do the thing that I just did and thanking for the results. That's how I end each round. Now, the next round, I do allowing or accepting or I'm open to. So now I feel like I've released all of this negative stuff. Now I want to bring in new empowering feelings, emotions, circumstances. And so I say I'm open to guidance. I'm open to ideas. You know, as we're starting this new business and it, the, the floodgates are open and people are flooding into this community, that I need ideas and clarity and peace about this business so I can build it in a way that provides and serves the people that are in there. And so I say things like, I'm open to guidance, I'm open to ideas, I'm open to clarity. And then I say, I'm allowing, I'm allowing abundance, I'm allowing prosperity, I'm allowing deep um, connections, I'm allowing love and friendship, I'm allowing happiness and joy. And I just do that complete round. Then by the last eight to 10 beads, I'm saying thank you for this prosperity. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this clarity. Thank you for these ideas. Thank you. And I'm finalizing it. That's me giving my faith where I can let the thing go. Instead of asking a thousand times, I ask once. I do it through this round. I'm visualizing what it is that I want. And at the end, the eight to 10 beads is that I'm thanking, which means I'm kind of wrapping it up so now I can let it go and just let it flow. The last one is... Um, is just gratitude. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my clean, fresh water. Thank you that we have the money for our septic tank. Thank you for the people that have been working with us that have been so nice and helpful. Thank you for my dogs keeping me company throughout the day. Thank you for Amy and being such a great partner. Thank you for my kids with really turning out to be quite the gentleman. Thank you for this technology that I could reach this community that I couldn't reach before. Thank you for my podcast that there might be somebody, some one person out there who's listening to this whole podcast and is getting a nugget of inspiration. Thank you for these opportunities. And I just do the entire round giving gratitude. And those are my top three. The, the weekend meditation maniac, the weekend warrior is to first get out into nature, to then contemplate the small things that are around you, to contemplate that nature. So not only just go for a hike and be out in nature and walk barefoot in the grass and climb a tree and, and, and do anything, go to the beach, walk on the, walk on the sand go for a swim, whatever, wherever, because some places you can go swim outside right now. It's probably 40 degrees in our lakes, but someplace you can. And then the next is to contemplate those little things. Pick up an acorn, pick up a leaf, pick up a shell, pick up a rock. 
uh, a stick, a, a flower, and just look at the intricacies and the details of that thing and just be with it. Be, be present with that thing and just look at the beauty of it. And then the last is to do a mantra type meditation. Mala beads work amazingly well with those. Again, we have a small shop in the Meditation Room TC that you can go to our shop and you can see mala beads. You can understand what they are and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a necklace. Yes, but it's more than that. And then you can, um, we sell them and we can ship them to you. So there's just ways to start to increase your meditation practice and begin the healing process and begin the allowing process and getting in the flow of life. So I hope that one day I get to catch you and I get to see you and I get to talk with you about your meditation and how it's going and what is working for you. If you like this episode, please tell your friends and join our Facebook communities. Life Mastery Decoded is the personal development group where we get together to discuss episodes, content, and share our struggles and successes. If you are more focused on business, then this group will be your cup of tea, the Wealthy Woman Entrepreneur Networking Group. I created a true networking environment to share our business products, services, as well as talk about marketing and support one another. I look forward to hanging out with you.